Welcome to our new micro podcast series, where authors answer four questions provided by the Journal of Neurophysiology's Editor-in-Chief, Professor Nino Ramirez. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, your host, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Sit back, relax, and take a listen. Hi, my name is Mark Walker, and I'm a neurologist at Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland VA Medical Center, where I am also an investigator in the Advanced Platform Technology Center. In the Daroff Deloso Ocular Motility Laboratory at the VA, one focus of our current work is the use of computer gaming to develop new tools to diagnose and treat disorders of the ocular motor and vestibular systems and to use for the study of their underlying pathophysiology. This project was a collaboration between myself, Dr. Michael Fu of the Department of Electrical Computer and Systems Engineering at Case Western Reserve, and four engineering students. Chi Li, Hong Lu Su, Wei Kong Chen, and Andrew Su. Loss of vestibular function is a common problem that has a variety of causes, such as infections and inflammation, injuries, and degenerative conditions. In these cases, symptom reduction and recovery of function depend on sensory motor compensation that is facilitated by vestibular exercises. The process of cerebellar-dependent sensory motor learning that underlies vestibular rehabilitation has been studied in the laboratory for decades. This research has shown that combining head rotation with motion of the visual scene, so-called visual vestibular mismatch, induces adaptation in the vestibulo-ocular reflex, increasing or decreasing the reflexes gain to match the altered visual condition. VOR adaptation is the basis of gaze stabilization exercises that play a central role in vestibular rehabilitation. Although standard exercises may be effective, they have key limitations. First, they are not engaging, and they do not provide patients with direct feedback on how they are doing. They're also not easily customized to a particular patient's level of deficits, and they do not provide tracking data of a patient's adherence and performance progress. If a patient's symptoms are not improving, how does the therapist know if they are doing the exercises regularly and correctly, and whether they are making any functional progress? Our approach to address these limitations was to develop a simple custom computer game to train the VOR. Why not make vestibular exercises both effective and fun? Our game combines head rotations with a patient-specific amount of visual mismatch and incorporates a dynamic visual acuity task that makes playing performance dependent on gaze stability. The first test of feasibility was to determine whether the vestibular game could effectively induce motor learning in the intact VOR. We recruited 18 individuals with intact vestibular function to test two hypotheses. First, that we could increase participants' VOR gain with visual motion directed against the direction of head rotation which is a classic gain increase paradigm for VOR training. And second, that a stepwise incremental training approach would be more effective than introducing a large error all at once. And this latter hypothesis was based on prior studies that found an incremental training approach uh, to be more effective. Each individual participated on two different days, once for incremental training and once for single-step training, with the order randomized across participants. In each case, the goal was to increase the VOR gain by 50%. The 
The primary outcome measure was the change in VOR gain tested with passive and active head impulses in the dark before and after training. Hypothesis testing applied linear mixed effect models to the repeated measures data to ask first whether training induced a change in VOR gain, and second, whether there was an effect of training type on the VOR gain ratio, that is the amount of increase of the VOR gain induced by the training. Participants learned to play the game quickly. After about 30 minutes of playing, the VOR gain increased for both active and passive head impulses by an average of 15% or 30% of the 50% target, a change that was highly significant. Contrary to our hypothesis, however, there was little difference in the efficacy of the two training strategies. That robust motor learning was produced by our game supports the further development of this approach as a tool for vestibular rehabilitation. And the fact that two different strategies were similarly effective provides flexibility in the design of a treatment game. The next steps in this project are to deploy game-based vestibular exercises to virtual reality and to test their feasibility for clinical use. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Journal of Neurophysiology and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the Journal of Neurophysiology's homepage.